0: Do you get up several times a night to go to the bathroom? Do you wear pads or diapers due to bladder leaks? Attain by InControl Medical will stop the leaks and give you back control. Attain is the only FDA cleared at-home device for the treatment of stress, urge, and mixed urinary incontinence as well as fecal incontinence. For more information, visit InControlMedical.com.
1: So today we have another great conversation and, and we, we literally get so excited and we always say, I can't believe how much we learn." but today we're speaking to a CEO who has come up with a line of efficacious and natural over-the-counter solutions for some difficult challenges like yeast infections and herpes.
0: I am so thrilled to speak with Caroline because she has science to back up her claims And to me, that speaks volumes.
1: Today is one of those conversations that I know particularly gets Alyssa excited because we're speaking to a CEO of a health company who focuses on difficult challenges and and problems that Alyssa sees every day in her office, like yeast infections and herpes and has science and clinical evidence to to say that it works, that it's not only efficacious, but it's natural. So something like this just always makes your day.
0: I absolutely agree. And yes, I'm super excited jumping out of my chair because I love the fact that claims are being made based on scientific evidence. And we can also claim a natural product because after all, many, many patients really want to go in the natural direction these days.
1: The topics that we're talking about today with the CEO of Organicare are, we use this word all the time, we're trying to get rid of it, um, taboo topics like yeast infections and herpes. This is standard fare for you, Alyssa? Yes. Yes would you say a day goes by where you don't have someone who comes in with a yeast infection or, um, or herpes? Never.
0: Welcome to the Business of the V. Hello, friends and colleagues. I'm Dr.
1: Alyssa Dweck. And I'm Rachel Braunscherl. Each week, We bring you the most fascinating investors, inventors, entrepreneurs, academics, and healthcare practitioners who are making things happen in women's sexual and reproductive health.
0: If you are a woman, know a woman, have a business, or care about your V health and wellness, fasten your seatbelts and listen in to another informative and inspiring episode.
1: We are so thrilled to have Caroline Goodner with us today. Caroline's the CEO of Organic Care, which she will tell you a lot about. Um, It's the maker of FemiClear, and she's on a mission with this company to create all natural and organic OTC healthcare products that are safe, effective, and simply better, um, which I love. Uh, Welcome, thanks so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I I love this podcast, it's amazing.
1: Thank you so much. Um, So we've had the chance to talk um, a little bit before about your journey, but share with us and the listeners how you got here. As we joke, very few people wake up and say my dream in life is to work near the vagina on products for the vulva, any of those things. So how did you wind up here doing what you're doing with such a clear purpose? That
0: was my dream in life, but I digress.
2: (laughs) Good for you. You knew early on. I guess to be a doctor, you have to know pretty early on too, don't you? Um, So yes. um, Well, I I mean, my path has been an entrepreneurial one. This is my fourth company. um, My first one I started right out of business school. And um, I guess my first company sort of is tangentially uh, related to sex in that it was a DNA paternity testing company. So uh, when people didn't know for sure who the father was, um, they would come to us and we would tell them through DNA testing. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've always just enjoyed the entrepreneurial journey. And, uh, and so I was kind of in, in that business. Then I had a, another type of genetics business that was really more geared to research scientists and, and genotyping and things like that. Uh, and then I got into the CPG world with a company called Upspring that was acquired by Reckitt, uh last year. And, um, and so we really uh, made products that were more for moms and babies. But again, that vulva vagina is right there in the midst of making babies, right? So, um, so then finally, um, I started this company about five years ago and uh, we started out um, really in a different space in, in first aid, oral care, but pretty quickly realized the potential that our base technology has for feminine health issues, and uh, we have a partner in Italy, and they were doing some research with some doctors there, and we learned that, you know, kind of the base substrate that was even, um, that that we were working with, it's patent pending, um, had tremendous uh, uh, efficacy against uh, fungus, so we did some studies and learned that, you know, it was highly effective against yeast infections. We've since done, you know, kind of more studies, which I can get into in a little bit, uh, to learn that it's more effective than, you know, the drugs that are out there on the market, both OTC and prescription. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of we decided to really focus on our Femaclear brand, uh, which is this first um, yeast, yeast infection treatment was the first product, and then we got into vaginal itch, and then we launched a really breakthrough product uh, last um, year at the end of 2020. For genital herpes. So um, so if we wanted to you know get into more and more, you know, dare I say taboo topics, herpes seems to be the, the biggest one so far, and we really want to help address that and help destigmatize.
0: I can't appreciate this more because you know the patients in my office who have a first diagnosis of herpes specifically, are devastated on so many levels. Number one, because it's physically incredibly uncomfortable, particularly genital herpes, but number two, because it really is still a very stigmatized infection. How did you land on herpes out of all of the infections out there, other than the fact that it's such an unmet need?
2: Yeah, you know, we, we, we've done a lot of testing, um, making natural products and coming kind of from more of the, the traditional medical background, um, I, you know, we, we felt that we needed to overcome the somewhat justified skepticism about natural products actually being efficacious. So we started doing um, a substantial amount of in vitro lab testing. So, uh, you know, early on looking at bacterial um, kill rate of our, of our technology-based substrate, then looking at fungus as we were talking about yeast. And then we thought, God, what if it works on viruses? That would be crazy. Uh, and what we found is that there was efficacy, and when we reformulated it to be specific for antiviral activity, um, you know, the testing that we did shows that it kills ninety nine point nine percent of HSV one and two, since both right. of those viruses can cause genital herpes. So
0: this is clearly over the counter, and you know. Just to edify the audience, you know, HSV1 was always thought to be only oral herpes, HSV2 only genital. They are now totally intertwined. And so it's great to know that this has activity against both.
1: So, one of the interesting uh, and disturbing trends that we're seeing is that there's a, a measurable decline in condom usage and a measurable increase in sexually transmitted diseases. So it is taboo, but we're, we're in a, a situation where we're gonna to have to talk about it more. How do you communicate? We've, we've, we've faced this and we've, speak, we've spoken to many entrepreneurs who have the message, have the products, have the clinical demonstration, and can't get the message through on the channels that they'd like to, whether they're blocked by advertising standards, disparately applied advertising standards, um, but different standards. And, and you've made some real progress in your distribution. What has been your secret sauce? I'm sure you faced some of those challenges. So if you wanna share some of those, that would be interesting too, but how you've overcome that to really be running a growing business in many, many different categories that would be considered um, less than desirable to talk about except in select groups like this.
2: Yeah, no, and, I, and and thank you again for for doing this for for having a, you know podcast that focuses on this very intersection of of business and um, you know vaginal health issues. You know, I mean, we've actually not been challenged nearly as much at the distribution level as we have in the media, and so what you're doing is all the more important. But at the distribution level, you know, these major retailers that we're in, like CVS and Walgreens and Walmart. Right Aid. I mean, these retailers understand this is important and underdeveloped white space. Um, I, I, you know, I, I suspect a big reason you guys did this is that women's health issues have just not been addressed because too few women were in positions of power to make the decisions about what's going to get addressed. And so now that that's changing, um, you know, hopefully it, it will continue to change. But you know the buyers and, and the retailers know that feminine healthcare is really important and that the consumers who make the purchases are largely women and they care about their own health and they wanna feel better. And particularly for conditions like herpes where there's not a really good solution, the prescription that, that is the antiviral does absolutely help and we recommend that patients who have it and have a prescription keep using their prescription and just use the Femiclear ointment as an adjunct therapy that really helps with the symptoms of pain and burning and itching. Um, but uh, but in terms of trying to break through the media, it's been a challenge. Um, there have been occasions where you know look, TikTok, great example. Um, they said we we won't allow any advertising on STIs on any any STI. And they didn't have a real good reason for it. We challenged it. I hope they're going to come back and say something different. They have plenty of people on their platform talking about it. Uh, and and I, about
0: I would love to say they have plenty of people on their platform who are ec- personally experiencing these infections. I mean, herpes, I think it hits one in three sexually active adults, so come on, right?
2: Yes. Uh, uh, no, absolutely. And so it's, I mean, it's kind of, I think these arcane rules that were probably created decades ago that, you know, continue to think of, you know, us as a puritanical society, and we're not, we're not, we need to move into, you know, this day and age. What I find so strange is that, you know, herpes, by many accounts, is still more stigmatized than HIV. And it's because the HIV community has done a really good job, I think, of helping to destigmatize it, getting celebrities that have it out there in the forefront. So we're, you know, we're hoping that we can help along those lines and, and really get people talking, what gets talked about gets better. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of the basis of, of our mission uh, behind, you know, the product.
1: I love that what gets talked about gets better. And it is amazing that HIV was a disease in our lifetime that was, you know, at some point was a death sentence. And now people can live long healthy and productive lives, and that we still can't talk about herpes, which should be treated, can be treated, and if it's not treated has really significant impact. So Alyssa, talk a little bit about the conversations you're having Mm -hmm. with patients when they come in and you diagnose them um, with an STI and the standard protocol, and and what are some of the big issues that they're asking you about?
0: Well, look, I mean, I think herpes is a very distinct STI in the sense that it's, it's treatable, it's manageable, but it is not curable. And that is really bothersome to the general population, of course. It's also transmissible, and in many states, it's the law to alert your partner that you may have this uh, STI. So it comes with a lot of baggage. But what I find is that my patients They do a lot of research, they want to find out what they can do on their own for treatment and comfort. And I think this is a perfect adjunct for, uh, you know, what we have to uh, offer in our medical arsenal. So I think that's uh, super helpful. And the fact that it's naturally derived is very helpful because after all, that's the way I feel like my patient population is swaying. They would prefer to uh, use a pharmaceutical if they have to, but go with something over the counter and natural, uh, otherwise, or in conjunction. Yeast, uh, similarly, not as stigmatizing, but incredibly common um, and uh, certainly very um, disturbing to -to day-to-day life if you have an infection. How does your product for yeast compare to the other over-the-counter products? In other words, is it a a cure, a treatment, an adjunct, or just something to help with the symptoms?
2: It is a treatment. Um, It does clear the infection Um, And we have done uh, quite a bit of testing, uh, in vitro testing on it. We're in the middle of a clinical as well. Um, But the the in vitro testing is really interesting and you probably know this um, being a doctor, Um, but there is similar to antibiotic resistance that a lot of people have heard of. There is antifungal resistance and you see it nowhere better than in yeast infection. Um, 50% of infections are caused by a yeast called Candida albicans and 50% of infections are caused by two different candidas and the typical treatment over the counter treatment is miconazole and that's it, there's also a tyconazole but miconazole is largely the main one in like monostat and lagicam and the private label and all those other brands it's all the same drug and we've tested against that drug and it does not perform well against those other two yeasts it does pretty well against albicans, so if you're lucky enough to have the yeast infection um, the, that it, it treats fairly well, that's great, but if you fall into the other category, if you, if you find that you're having a chronic or stubborn or very difficult to clear infection, it could be because you have one of those other yeasts, and those typical drugs have, you know, the, 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 those yeasts have become resistant yeah. to that drug, probably because it's been used so commonly.
0: Yeah, I've absolutely seen that. In fact, I've taken in my office to doing a culture to actually source the strain and we pick out the glabratas and the other non-albicans sources just to help us with treatment management. And I don't know if it's just the nature of my practice or if this is happening universally, but I'm seeing so many recurrent infections and this is one of the most frustrating things for both patient and practitioner alike because we're seeing people over and over for the same thing.
2: Yeah, and so it's not was what, what FemmaClear does and we again tested it it, it, it kills over 99% of all three of those Candidas and they account for like 96% of all infections. So we've done the testing to show that it, it does work uh, because the, the mode of, oper- of of killing the yeast or being antimicrobial is different than typical synthetic drugs.
0: So here's today's hot flash, Rachel, which blew me away because I got this right off the CDC website. First of all, herpes is a super common infection. One in five in the US have been exposed to an STI and $16 billion goes towards direct medical expenses when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases. 91 million of that towards herpes type 2. Shocking. Every woman needs a strong, healthy pelvic floor. Intensity by InControl Medical is an automatic pelvic floor exerciser with a kick. Intensity tightens and tones your pelvic floor and delivers a strong, intimate response. Intensity, the one device every woman needs. For more
1: information, visit InControlMedical.com. what's so interesting is you talk about the different strains. And in my experience, you know, the average consumer would not know which strain she has, which bacteria caused her infection. So the idea that this covers all of them is a benefit. She didn't even know potentially she was looking for. One of the things I'm really interested in is, you know, natural is the craze, clean is the craze. Everybody's interested. And we've made so much progress. Historically, natural meant less efficacious. How are you communicating natural and clinically proven in a way that is meaningful to your buyers and doesn't feel contradictory.
2: Yeah, we're, tra- we, we're trying to always lead with efficacy because as nice as natural is, you know, unless you're just hardcore and, and you're willing to suffer through an infection that might not clear in favor of natural, most people want to know that it's gonna work, especially I mean, if you're walking around with a yeast infection or if you've got a herpes outbreak, you want relief. And so we lead with the efficacy statement and messaging. And then we say, and by the way, it's, it's got only natural ingredients. And, and another thing I should say is a lot of quote unquote natural products have a natural active ingredient, but they have all, all kinds of stuff in the inactive list. Um, you know, Femiclear does not, we only have natural ingredients in our products.
1: Which is one of the reasons natural um, as a descriptor often uh, is unclear and and means different things depending on who's talking about it.
0: Well, I like safe and effective because to me, when I think of natural, which is great, I also think of things like cyanide or arsenic, which are natural, and that's not good. Um, Are you providing education for your consumers? I mean, people are really thirsty for knowledge when it comes to both of these infections and just general, uh, you know, vaginal health.
2: We are, but but we've we've done some. We need to do better. We we are beefing up our website. For example, we'll soon be uh, launching a D 2 C site. Um, even though our our main sales channel is through brick and mortar retailers, um, the reason really for that is because of education. Um, we also have have engaged an advisory board, so we have a couple of OB uh, OBGYNs who who specialize in this area as you do, um, and so we're you know we're kind of going heavier on the clinical side, doing additional testing um, and and like trying to relay that in a very colloquial, you know, easy to understand uh, manner for consumers through the website and other means.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this so much that, you know, we'll speak in the US, but it it has impact in the rest of the world that in the gap or the void left by either no sex education or um, insufficient sex education, so many companies like yours, as well as physicians like Alyssa, are stepping in to provide that. And I find it fascinating because you said, you know, what you talk about, you'll fix, what you understand and learn about, you'll treat. And one of the big challenges so many companies have in this space is you're first trying to get people aware of what it is that's going on, then give them the range of options. And I think the yeast infection example is a perfect one why wouldn't I want to know that information so that I could find the product or set of products or treatment that would be the most efficacious for the strain or strains that I have? And it's companies like yours that are stepping in and saying, you know what, this is information you need to know. And if no one else is doing it, we're going to do it in a way that it's um, digestible.
2: And that's what we hope, and we hope we can do it in a way that gets noticed, because first you must get noticed, and so we want to be fun enough um, to get noticed and get p- capture people's attention. But then, uh, you know, we're we're going to work at getting that you know educational message out about why you know this product is more likely to clear a stubborn yeast infection. If you have chronic infections, um, you, you know that that is a message that I think we we are going to be doing a better job of getting out. Um, so that can, consumers can understand. Because a lot of them are just kind of throwing up their hands and not knowing what to do. And they just keep trying different things. And it's not oh,
0: You have no idea what they're trying.
1: <laughs> if- well, I'm, I'm curious for both of you from the business perspective and from the, the healthcare practitioner perspective, what do you define as chronic? Someone who suffers from either chronic yeast infections or chronic STIs. What is that? How intrusive is that? How many times a year are, are you seeing things like that?
0: So from a medical standpoint, you know, herpes is considered recurrent and reasonable to treat on a uh, prophylactic basis with pharmaceutical meds with more than six to nine outbreaks per year. I don't know any patient of mine who's willing to even think of tolerating that. Uh, That's a lot. That's uh, very intrusive in the life. Uh, day-to-day life. As far as yeast, you know, I I think probably two to three in six months is considered recurrent, but many women will notice this cyclically, and there are so many uh, correctable risk factors in the lifestyle, um, whether it's sitting in a wet bathing suit or not getting out of your wet workout clothes or having a a diet high in sugar or alcohol that might uh, feed yeast infection, but having something to treat the symptoms uh, efficaciously that's over the counter is great.
1: So Carolyn, when you're talking to customers and one of the things I love about being in this space is you have the most amazing conversations with satisfied users. What are some of the things that you've heard from people? You know, I'm, I'm sure when they find this for some users, they think they, you know, died and went to heaven. If you'll excuse the expression, what can you share some of the the testimonials that you've gotten from customers who find you?
2: Yes, for sure. So on the yeast side, you know, hearing from those patients who have been trying something and they've just not been able to clear their infection, and they're so grateful. You know, those are the best ones to hear because you know they've been really, really struggling. Um, the one thing that that we also find is is that people who are having a first infection or maybe this is only you know the second infection they've ever had, they don't know what to expect. And and one of the facts about yeast infections is. If you let it go and you don't treat it early, it can really burn when you treat it. And because it just creates a vaginal wall that's microfissures, you know, like tiny cuts. And so it it hurts. So we we encourage people to treat early. That's one of the things that we're also trying to educate on is as soon as you see something unusual going on down there and you suspect an infection, if you've never been diagnosed, go to your doctor.
0: I was just gonna add that as we all cross our legs hearing about these symptoms, but yes, absolutely never had
2: one not guess at it, but, but, but if a doctor has diagnosed you and you, can, you know what it is, you can go get treatment, but get treatment early. On the herpes side, we have never heard so many heart-wrenching, you know, just grateful, um, you know, responses. And I'll tell you, I think a, a big reason the herpes uh, response is so huge is number one, it's the first thing available OTC that that is fully adjunct therapy to the viral, antiviral. And the reason that is, is the antiviral is just an oral pill. It doesn't do much for, you know, kind of the topical site of the outbreak. So it really is painful. Some women have to go to the bathroom in a bathtub.
0: Oh, it's, it, we have prescribed major analgesia for people who have, you know, especially the first outbreak, which is
2: typically the worst. And and what we've learned from our consumer research is that they're they're trying to cobble together different things like, you know, cortisone 10 or, you know, aspirin or, you know, even, you know, different antibiotics, things that aren't, aren't really going to be very effective, and they're not getting good results. So when they try this, and they say, I, and I mean, I have data. You know, over ninety percent of people had less pain, burning, and itching. Over eighty percent of people had a shortened duration of their outbreak. Wow! And over fifty percent of people, when used at the very first tingle, because people with herpes can tell when an outbreak's right. coming on, didn't even get a blister that formed. So, um, so you know, I mean, it's it's really strong data. And what we're seeing in our reviews is is that you know. People are very happy and grateful for it.
0: Do you have any data on uh, transmission? I'm sorry to interrupt. um, From you know, with partners, or is that something you're not looking at at this time?
2: We we don't have any data on it, and I wouldn't venture to say that there could be anything. Be safe. Be you know, use condom. So,
1: so one of the interesting things about the way you've launched the business is, as you said, you started bricks and mortar and not all, but you know, a large percentage of companies in this space start with D2C and then figure out how to parlay that into retail distribution. You chose um, to start the other way. W- what went into that decision and, and how long did it take you to break through till you had retail distribution?
2: Yeah, I think we did it that way because we could, um, <laughs> you know, we were, we were lucky and, and, and went, I, I mean, I think it was great timing, right type of product, you know, right time consumers, like you said, demand natural and, you know, and if it's natural and proven effective, it's, you know, it's really addressing both sides of the consumer um, demand and so, you know, the buyers kind of got it right away. I guess we did a pretty good job of communicating what the products offer, and we had the data to support it. So, you know, a, a natural company bringing actual science, third-party, independently proven science w- was a, a good combination. So, we actually went practically full chain in most of, of the retailers that we that we went into um, right away. So. You know, there's, there's challenges associated with that, you know, being an unknown brand um, with all this distribution. So we're trying to, to grapple with those. But, um, you know, it's a nice problem to have.
1: Well, as these products become more mainstream, what are some of the retailers that were the early adopters of, of your line?
2: You know, um, you know, CVS was, was very early on. Um, we also had some, some regionals that were, that were early on that are known to be pretty um, progressive, like HEB and Wegmans. Uh, but, but CVS was, was uh, one of the first and a great partner. Um, you know, Walgreens also got on board. Walmart is a terrific partner. So, you know, I mean, they, they all seem to be, um, you know, really getting it and knowing that this is a great opportunity.
0: What's next in your pipeline? I mean, you've got the, uh, the, the whole V covered. So uh, I'm, I'm so curious what else you're interested in.
2: Yeah, well, we're not sure we do have the whole V covered. So we wanna keep working on the V. But in those, especially these two areas um, of of herpes and yeast, we think there's more to be done. And so we're working on some other innovations that are different than just the topical uh, or intravaginal treatment. Um, And so we're gonna be coming out with those in 22, uh, early 2022. So we're super excited about that. We're gonna kind of address the whole problem in, in a more thorough way. And then we're also looking at other you know, vaginal conditions that aren't yet addressed very well um, through OTC options.
1: And will you look to use the same technology or much more the same combination of its natural and efficacious or efficacious and natural?
2: That is those two things we require, natural and efficacious. So th- that's kind of a hallmark of organic care. Uh, and also the FemmeClear brand. And so those two things are the, are the must-haves, and, but, but, the, but the delivery system doesn't have to be the basic substrate that we use in all of our products today. We may do other things.
0: Fantastic. I can't wait to see what's coming down the pike, and I'm sure my uh, patients will benefit greatly Oh, good. Oh, yeah.
2: If you want samples, I'll send you some samples.
0: Well, this is fascinating, and like as Rachel notes, uh, right up my alley. I absolutely love this conversation, and thank you so much for sharing your your journey, your story, and uh, I think I got some really helpful hints for my practice.
1: Well, this is really so literally up our alley when we talk about the idea for this podcast was the intersection of what Alyssa hears in her office, unmet needs, gynecological, gynecological concerns, unanswered questions and the business is being created to respond. So the fact that you did both, you started with the science um, and then crafted a set of offerings that will work for people in Alyssa's office as well as for people in the in the aisles of CVS is really exciting. So. Congratulations on your amazing success and we will be cheering you on and no doubt you'll continue to raise the roof in this category. Well, let's look at all the science behind this. I love it.
2: (laughs) Thank you guys so much. This was, this was just so much fun and you guys are awesome hosts and I love what you're doing.
0: Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast at businessofthev.com for the latest trends and trendsetters in women's health and business.